The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. Well, let's take a closer look at what's happening on our continent. And Diana Games is the Chief Executive at Africa at Work in our Africa Business Focus. Hi, Diana. Good evening. Yes, hello, Ray. So, the Ukraine-Russia war and its impact on Africa. This is such a big topic of discussion. A lot of people talking about it. A lot of people also saying, why do we care about this war? But perhaps we should. Well, I've actually just spent um, last week, uh, a, a week in, in uh, Senegal, um, which was hosting the UN Economic Commission for Africa conference. And this topic was one of the one of the big topics of the week. This is a, the gathering of, of um, representatives from countries from um, every African country. So obviously that's quite a wide representation. Um, and this is one of the big topics. And of course it is uh, about the inflationary effect on the continent, the shortages of wheat, of fertilizer, of things that we that that are um, are, are considered to be basic goods um, on the continent, and of course the rising price of oil, which were even for oil producing countries, which have um, a currency uh, uh, de- devaluation, etc. You know, I don't think anyone's really benefiting um, sufficiently for this to to be a benefit for Africa. So this became a quite a big topic, and. Uh, um, and, and Macky Sell, you know, this was hosted by Senegal, and Macky mm. Sell is not only the president of Senegal, he is also the chairman of the African Union. And he gave quite a rousing speech at this event and said he had been given a mandate by the African Union to visit uh, Vladimir Putin to raise Africa's concerns and ask whether they could allow um, wheat to be um, to be moved out of ports in Ukraine, which are being held or, or uh, sort of uh, blocked by Russia. Um, and he, you know, again, he restated the need for peace and dialogue, which is Africa's position on this. Although um, the AU has previously um, uh, mentioned that they, you know, to ask for for the Russian Russia to uh, respect territorial integrity and and national sovereignty, etc. But um, yeah, and interestingly, they had a special session on the Ukraine-Russia war, and um, we were joined at lunch um, at, at, at my table actually by the Russian ambassador who appeared and said he'd come specially for that session to hear yeah. what people were saying about Russia, and uh, <clears throat> and, and said afterwards that um, to one of my colleagues that actually been quite disappointed by the discussion because I think it just hadn't it was all about Africa and hadn't really. Um, talked about Russia and, and, and what a friend it was to Africa, or I don't know what he was expecting. But also, interestingly, the following day in a completely different session, um, there was a senior official from the um, European Union who was speaking about the support that the EU is giving Africa on the African continental free trade area. And she gave quite a hardline um, a speech about uh, Russia and, and the and the problem of the war and, and Ukraine's right to... to um, Freedom and you know national sovereignty and all of these issues, and there was there was a quite a muted response in the room. I don't know if she was expecting applause <clears throat> or some kind of recognition yeah. from the floor, but it didn't happen. So it was hard to to read the wind in that. But I mean, I think basically the you know we, we're looking at the same kind of the story of neutrality that is being put out from South Africa, or perhaps maybe not quite as partisan as what we're hearing in, from the South African side. Mm. She's very difficult. It, it certainly is. It's not, like I started out by saying that people saying it's not our war, but it is our war because if you're not getting your wheat and if you're not getting what Africa needs and if Africa is reliant on this, this is going to be a big problem for us. It certainly is. And you can't just pay, perhaps sit on the fence and say, you know what, let's just uh, diplomacy and let's sort this out because perhaps at some point 
we are going to be affected and it's going to come to our door. Mm, well, it's, uh, it's very much at our door already. And are you seeing inflation sort of spiraling and, and, and the price of oil? We see it in South Africa as it is. So I think, um, I, I think that the, the sitting on the fence, um, well, it, it's interesting. Let's see what comes out of the African Union. I mean, that's a, it's a very different story from our president, a president of one country trying to, to, to sort of um, have some role in uh, mediation or whatever it was that we were trying to do. Here we have the African Union represented by the Senegalese president um, who is going to talk to the Russian president. Um, a date hasn't been set as yet. It seems to be sometime in the next few weeks. So it'll be interesting to see whether anything comes out of that. Yeah. I see uh, Makisal also speaking about ratings agencies and having a dig at the IMF, the World Bank and others as well. Now, of course, we got uh, S&P Global. We're in a positive uh, viewpoint from them. But Africa always getting a bit of a raw deal because it's Africa. And then I suppose also paying a paying a premium for this. Well, that's what he says. And he gave a quite a quite a fierce uh, speech to the gathering attacking global financial institutions and just saying that ratings agencies are overstating African risk and the continent as a result is paying a what he called an Africa premium for funds raised in external markets. Uh, Senegal itself has spent a lot of money, borrowed a lot of money to build. They've got a new stadium, a new airport, um, a new fast track railway line. They've got all sorts of new infrastructure, etc. So obviously he has been kind of interfacing quite strongly with this over the last few years. But um, he was very adamant that the rules are unfair, outdated. They need to be disputed. Africa needs to speak up. Um, and, and he says the international institutions have put Africa in a straitjacket. So he was very strong in his language. And at the end of the meeting, the ECA put out a communique which had this the need for reform of the international financial architecture at the top of it. So there seems to be a, a very strong sense that um, that things need to change. And he made a particular point of and saying he'd been become quite obsessed with it. Mm. The fact that Africa got just $33 billion of a $650 billion special drawing rights allocated by the IMF for COVID recovery. Um, he, he said that the US, Japan, China and Germany individually received large allocations in the whole continent of Africa. Um, despite the right. need in Africa for, for on the recovery. So, you know, there is, he made a lot of that as well. And that also was a big topic of, discu- uh, of discussion at this, this event. And that in a way highlighted the point that we are being kind of marginalized by these international um, bodies, uh, uh, financial bodies. So it was mm. interesting. I mean, this is just really bringing, I suppose, um, uh, the tone of what's happening at the, in the international, in our top bureaucracies in Africa. Um, to the table and, and hearing what people are saying and sure. thinking, which is quite interesting. You don't often get to get a window into that if you don't live in that world. Yeah. All right. Tell us about this new business index. It looks fascinating. Well, this is another thing that came out of the meeting. And there were a lot of different things. And I'm just I'm just picking on a couple, actually. Um, and this is the launch of the African Free Trade Area Country Business Index. Um, so far, they have surveyed nine countries, including South Africa and Nigeria. Now, this is also an ECA um, initiative, and the idea is to aggreg- to talk to business and find out their opinions, complaints, etc., and and develop an index that reflects this, that ranks countries by how well they are implementing the FDA. Um, you know, I think a lot of the time governments think they're doing they're doing well. They never talk to the private. They always say the private sector 
this can't work without the private sector. If I've heard that a million times, um, and yet they don't consult the private sector, they don't take it, pay any attention to the problems uh, business is having, etc. So I think this is an attempt to um, to note that and to try and rectify it by saying, okay, we're paying attention to what business is saying. What what are you saying, and how can we? What's a way of us letting governments know um, that you have a problem and what those problems are, let's develop an index. And so the idea is to help governments understand the experience and the views of business in this free trade area project. And, and it's good because, uh, you know, it, it shows that there's maybe some willingness to adjust some of the things that don't work um, to, to really um, see what, what's needed um, to make it work. And I guess it shows a kind of a willingness behind the scenes that, they want this thing to work. Um, unfortunately, the business index wasn't available. I haven't seen it, and right. um, I'm not sure it is available as yet because it will be interesting to see and see where the business agrees with it. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I don't know. These things are always a little bit up in the air, but um, I think it's a good start, and it's interesting mm. to know that for once they're putting their money where their mouth, mouth is when it comes to saying that the business is important in this whole project yeah certainly yes it's also good to have peer review and peer review mechanisms in place because if you don't have that you know then we get very africa gets very critical about we are we've been criticized by the rest of the world but if you're not critting yourself you're not going anywhere absolutely i think self-examination and self-criticism it's absolutely critical that we do that because otherwise it's not going to go anywhere we can't always be say you know saying that everyone is criticizing us and and that's unfair what we need to say is, are we setting the benchmarks high enough? Are things working? And also remembering that the free trade area doesn't come out of the thin air. You know, it's based on years and years of, of uh, trade facilitation through regional economic communities like SADC and ECA, et cetera. Um, so it's not coming out of nowhere. And I think, I think, I think it's a surprise to know that, to think that they don't know already what the problems are. Nevertheless, it's a, it's a good attempt, and I certainly wouldn't put it down. Let's just see how it does and what, what it says. Absolutely. Our Africa Business Focus, Steiner Games Chief Executive at Africa at Work. Thank you so much for joining us on The Money Show.